Hello, and thank you for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Make sure to go over and follow us on Instagram at twosteps.forward and enjoy the episode. All right, we're back. All right. How have you guys been? Doing well. I came down to Texas, so I'm with Landry. And I'm with him. And so we're now only in two states and not three. It's something. I, I yes. I'm we're I chilling. just I'm so confused by Landry feeling the need to say that he was with you after you said that you like this is implied. You're analytical, it's fine. So here's Don't the worry thing about it. I came down night one. I had this thing called pear salad. It was a masterpiece. How many times are we going to talk about this? With mayo in five and minutes, cheese on top. It was it was something. We've already discussed it twice. We have. It, it's so good that you have to keep discussing it. I cannot believe that. Friends, it's good. friends, friends. Unless you are from the South, or you have a deep seated appreciation for the South, you will never understand. I thought the it was reason recent. why I didn't have a problem with that. The reason why there was ever opposition of the South is because there are those that are alive, that have been alive, and that are alive today, and that will be alive. I'm afraid the next thing you're going to say understand. is very controversial. They don't understand. So, uh, so today I haven't presented a topic in quite some time. Uh, we are going to be talking about the role of fiction and media in Christian life because Ooh. that has been. fairly controversial over the past 40 years um and continues to change and evolve um ooh evolve scary word um uh but it has continued to change over the past 40 years um and media has always been something that scared christians especially new forms of media um i think we've addressed this topic on the show before but like uh in our in some of our music episodes i'm sure we talked about how when the uh the organ was first introduced it was the most frightening instrument ever because satanists use it to worship and so and now it's regarded as one of the most holy instruments by some sects of christianity and so it um and so this is just something that is a reality of Christianity is that we are wary of a lot of new things. And uh, fiction is one that became mm. a particular issue um, uh, starting in the 1980s. And it's kind of carried through. And there's just always been something new to instigate the discussion of why fiction or certain elements of fiction are wrong. Um, and, I've felt uh, I've followed the conversation a bit. Uh, I spent this last semester at Moody writing a paper addressing this topic. Um, And one of the things I noticed is that after a certain point in history, the conversation just sort of dropped off um, as though people had kind of just stopped having the conversation, but nobody really came to a conclusion. Mm. Um, And so something I wanted to just do was take time to present uh, the thoughts that we have um, and uh, just, you know, take a look at uh, some of what caused controversy controversy, and where people stand on that now and all that. Um, so, like, uh, major examples, uh, Dungeons & Dragons in the 1980s, Harry Potter, whenever it was then that, that that came out. It was quite some time ago. Um, uh, and in the area of Dungeons & Dragons, all tabletop, 
uh, RPG games. Like Luke, you said you play Warhammer 40K, right? I think with Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, it was the fantasy version, but yeah, which is which is fantasy. another tabletop RPG game. Or this is something I ran into. I'm in a couple of Christian Facebook groups, and someone uh, was asking about Harry Potter, and uh, looked in the comments, and apparently someone had an issue with not just Harry Potter but Narnia, um, huh. which I thought was very interesting, and that just um, caused me to have a desire to address the topic. Because especially when you look at Narnia, Narnia is very clearly Christian-minded in origin. But if people are still having issues with stuff like that, clearly something needs to be addressed. Some some conversation needs to be had. Um, so I just want to toss it over to you guys. Do you have any preliminary thoughts on that, or I can keep moving? I like what you got here. What is? I want to hear your first question. Let's hear your question. Um, so the first thing, um, it's not even that I, uh, not even a question really, but I want to address the the origin of fiction in reality, um, because the concept of fiction, um, to to make an actual ruling, you know, you know, starting at the top of where all these other things that scare people come from, it roots back to fiction. It's the question of where does fiction come from. Um, Obviously, it starts with imagination and creativity, which is something that God gave us. And so um, if it starts with something God gave us, the problem can't be uh, the gift that God gave us. It can't be imagination. And therefore, the problem can't be fiction, but it could be what we do with fiction. Um, and so, um, I, um, for example, yes, go. not to Not to interrupt, but just to for terminology's sake i don't think it's what i don't think it could be what we do with fiction i think it is what we do with fiction because when god's intent in his creation meets a sinful broken nature that's where we get a lot of the dilemmas that we have right yes i think i said my sentence out of order there i think what i meant to say is what humans can do with fiction and have done right exactly um you know, uh, and so um, I think the first thing, um, you know, we look into what have humans done with fiction? Um, and a lot of what we run into is just horrible things that humans have created with fiction. Um, but then also things that are not horrible that humans have created with fiction. And I think one of the major things that we run into is how are we supposed to interact with fiction? How are we supposed to interact with media? when a lot of what humans do with media is horrible and how do we learn to uh divide what is okay and what's not okay especially when it comes to like raising kids um teaching them what to watch what to listen to um consuming media as an adult versus consuming media at younger ages you know just questions like that do you guys have any thoughts on those things yeah totally so a couple of years back i read a book called, it was actually a trilogy. It was called the Shivice Trilogy. And it was very interesting to me. It was written by a Christian author and it was very beautiful how he wove in the topics of theology and the topics of different things in God's creation into a book that was fantasy of nature. And it was about basically the synopsis of it was the world gets destroyed and there are only a couple people left, a handful of people left, and it goes back to the Stone Age. Okay, so it was because of this pandemic that broke out. It was actually really funny when COVID nineteen. <laughs> I felt like we were in the middle of it, but it was like it was this pandemic broke out, 
and it went back to the Stone Age and they discover the Bible. And that's basically the plot goes on from there. It was really interesting to see how things like fantasy, and you can see this in the Shabbat trilogy, you can see this in the Lord of the Rings, you can see this all over, how authors use these things, use these mediums or um, these, these ways of writing in order to allow you to ponder and more grow in your faith. Mm. And so it's interesting to see that in books, but it's also interesting to see that um, also in things like games, right? Yeah. When you're in a game with like-minded Christians and you do something like, let's take Dungeons and Dragons, for example. I think Dungeons and Dragons can be played very poorly. Like it's crazy. Some of the things that have happened because of that game, but also by the same token, there have been so many amazing things that are happening because, because of that game. Like you, you break D and D down to its basic form. And what is it? It's a tabletop game, which involves strategy, teamwork. And again, you're, you're going through a mission. You're going on a mission together. And so if you break it down into those core fundamental parts, that's what we're doing in our Christian faith is we're walking alongside brothers and sisters in Christ to achieve our ultimate goal um, in heaven and to, to fulfill God's work for us here on earth. And so it's quite interesting because it can be used for so many great things. It can be a great topic of discussion. And then again, in movies, it's the same thing. When we're watching the movies, we're able to identify with those characters on the screen and we're able to greater grow because of those characters' mistakes and the opportunities they miss or the opportunities they gain. And we're able to see that when we're in culture. So I don't know if that's that's exactly what you're saying, but kind of a long-winded answer type thing is, yes, fantasy and things like literature can be used so greatly in order to um, just grow our faith. Yeah, totally. Landry, you got any thoughts? Yeah, my initial thoughts on this are that – I I truly believe it all comes down to a lack of education, hmm. lack of people who are informed on all of this. And I think that it like, for example, like to clarify an education in what scripture says, an education of who God is, education of who we are, essentially just a worldview that's backed by scripture hmm. that's rooted in scripture because that feeds out into every element of life. And this is one of those other elements. We've talked about uh, anxiety. We've talked about um, the busyness of life. We've talked about meaningfulness. We've talked about a bunch of stuff, but it, most of the stuff we've talked about is one of those things that having a grounded worldview bleeds into. And so mm -hmm. I think fiction and the world of fiction is another one of those things. It's all about how you approach it, your view of it, what you do with it, and your heart behind it. Mm. People, come on, people who are are evil and at, at heart, people who are broken at heart. Everything they do is going to be evil and broken at heart. Fiction is just one of those things. It's not like fiction's worse than, you know, I don't know, like hurting someone, harming someone, abusing someone, like. Or uh, it's worse than, you know, saying bad words and, and profanity or whatever. Like, it's all about the heart behind it. And so if you're playing a tabletop game, fantasy game, or watching a, a fantasy movie like Star Trek or Harry Potter or Star Wars or anything like that, that's kind of has some sci-fi, violence, imagination, fiction, fantasy, witches and dragons. Like, one of my favorite movies, Lord of the Rings. And Star Wars. Both of those series are like 
legendary to me. But like like I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, bottom line is basically just the way you approach things. Like those things can be used for ministry for good to connect with people and make connections mm-hmm. with people. Um, it's all just about how you use it, how you approach it, and like what your intent is with these moral mm-hmm. things, and you know, yeah, how you use and what you do in them. Because yeah, like, fantasy, like you're saying. All fiction is, is imagination, which is a beautiful gift from God. God has given us imagination. God has given us um, the ability to, to create and creating stories and, and tales and stuff from, from our imagination is no different than painting a picture or writing mm-hmm. a song. It's all a gift from God, but you've heard songs that are terrible. You've seen inappropriate images that people have created. Like it's all about, these morals that we use for good or for evil based off of our heart behind it. That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, totally. And bouncing off of that, I also think um, specifically in um, engaging in media, um, specifically things that have uh, elements of the supernatural, um, such as like, if you look at Harry Potter, which is, uh, which is in wizards and dungeons and dragons, which has spell casting and Narnia even, which has witchcraft and blood magic and all that stuff and talking animals and all these things that exist outside of re- outside of reality. Um, one of the things that I feel is uh, most often overlooked um, is that when engaging with these things, the most important thing, in my opinion, um, from experience, uh, is the the ability to differentiate between uh, reality and fiction. Hmm. Because when you lack the ability to actually differentiate, that's when you can run into issues. So, for example, um, uh, let's take Harry Potter, for example. I didn't read Harry Potter until I was in high school. Um, uh, actually, I think I read it my senior year. Um, uh, but at younger ages, my parents would have uh, prohibited me from uh, reading Harry Potter um, because of, uh, especially at the really young ages, you know, when dealing with really small children, um, I, because of the inability to distinguish from rea- between reality and fiction. And so I think that's a big thing. And that's where Dungeons and Dragons got a lot of flack um, in the 1980s uh, is because some people uh, lacked the ability to distinguish between reality and fiction and took the things in Dungeons and Dragons for more than what it was. Hmm. Hmm. And so I think that's also a very important thing to maintain uh, when going into and approaching um media with things beyond the natural um then uh, yeah you brought up the spiritual element and i think that's really important and going back to what i said it's a lack of people who are educated in the spiritual world Hmm. whether christian or non-christian both can be uneducated i think when you don't know how the spiritual world operates you don't you're not aware of the presence of spiritual reality in the spiritual world and how uh, powerful it is, how present it is, how real it actually is. Yeah. And that plays a lot into it. When you, when you don't have an awareness of the gateways that do exist, you can 
it's like playing with fire at that point. You don't even realize it because you can, if you can't differentiate, then that lack of knowledge, that ignorance, that lack of education can lead to those dangerous things like you're saying. So I think mm. that that was a really important element. Yeah. Another thing that I also think uh, happens with a lot of fiction and media um, is people, especially this is what leads to a lot of arguments, I think, um, is the difference between personal conviction and the overarching standard. Hmm. Um, like uh, going into what is standard for a Christian? What do, what should a Christian, where should a Christian behave within the area of fiction? Um, and then people who, um, who have personal convictions that are stronger than that. So like, for example, um, I do not believe that it is wrong for Christians to drink, but I personally have, I have a personal conviction. I will never drink, hmm. but I don't believe that it's wrong for everyone else. But some people, um, this is a very real reality, have personal convictions that they believe should be an overarching standard when they're actually not. And there's no biblical evidence for it. Um, and I think that's another thing that a lot of people run into. And this causes a lot of arguments. Um, and that's, this can be said of a lot of things, but I think in fiction, it's a really big deal. So, like, especially uh, with things um, like Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop RPG games, um, there are some people who might have personal convictions against it. And often I think, um, or often I believe, uh, when it comes to personal convictions, personal convictions are actually a gift from God to protect you from something you probably couldn't handle. Hmm. Like uh, my grandfather um, also has a uh, personal conviction against alcohol. Um, and I, I believe uh, he said that uh, he just believes it's because he couldn't handle it because he might have issues with it or it's just in his blood or something like that. Um, and I think that's where a lot of personal conviction comes from. But then there's also the very important matter of understanding that it's a personal conviction and being understanding of other Christians who don't have that personal connection. Yes, yes. And I think that's a big thing in terms of, I mean, the, the Bible talks about all the time about not causing your brother to stumble, not causing yourself to stumble. Mm. And so I think that's an amazing point that we need to be cognizant and wary to to follow those feelings, you know, of, okay, I don't like this. Is this something that I need to apply to myself? Or is this something that I need to discuss with the church at large and that needs to be something on the church at large? And there are some things that are biblical and meaning we do not endorse them and we do not want to follow them. But then there are other things like, I mean, like, take again, take take a fantasy, reading a fantasy book, take reading the Chronicles of Narnia. That's an amazing book series. You look at Aslan and the way he laid down his life for Edmund to live and you see a direct parallel between that and us and our Christian faith, and you're able to understand it in a way you wouldn't have. You're able to, it breaks it down in a way that you're able to, people are able to understand, or specifically kids are able to understand. Yeah. And so you need to be like, okay, maybe I'm not a fan of fantasy. That means I'm not going to impress that on everybody else, but that means I'm not going to read as much of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. I love yeah. that point. And I, that's, yeah, that, that really is a, a huge point, especially when it comes to overarching media, um, because there are just so many, there's, there's a lot of media. 
And there's so many different levels of just intensity and various levels of appropriateness. And then especially like this is something I encountered um, just being an older sibling and uh, seeing my parents have to parent different ages and how to handle media with different ages. Um, and recognizing that that's handled not just um, on like even by age, but on a personal basis, you know, individual by individual. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any more thoughts that you want to share? I, this is a fairly short conversation, but I, I, I think it's an important one. I think it is. And so one thing else that I wanted to say is you mentioned the fact that um, kind of there's this element of your brother and your sister and what feels right for you may not be right for me um, to an extent. I'm not saying like yeah, the yeah. cultural, your truth is your own truth or whatever, like live your own life. I'm saying like, just like drinking, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not an absolute right or wrong. If you do this, it's amoral. And so yeah. going back to what you, you were talking about conviction, I think it's, it's really important to define conviction conviction comes straight from the lord and conviction in itself is absolute so conviction for you is not a different conviction for me it's all the same conviction from the lord but it plays itself out in different ways because we're in different seasons of life places of life we have different Mm -hmm. minds and hearts and souls and so i think one of the biggest things is when we're navigating media and fantasy the biggest thing, and like I like I've said, I feel like in every single episode, every single episode we've done comes back to this one center truth. The more we grow in our faith, the more we are sanctified, and the more we grow and become more in tune with the spirit, the more conviction we have, mm-hmm. and the better we're able to navigate this. Conviction is our compass. Like, yes, the Lord is our compass, his word is our compass, but conviction specifically is how we can navigate the world, navigate media, navigate social media and technology and fantasy and all of these things that the world is struggling with, um, even though they might be moral. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. I yeah. That's why I said. Yeah. Totally. So it's just a matter of like, hey, I want to engage in these things. I feel like these are not bad things. They're not good things. They're moral things. Yeah. But I, I have convictions from the spirit. And I think the more I grow in the spirit, the more those convictions will be clear. And like you said, for my good, they're from the Lord for my good. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think, you know, this is just the, the one ultimate um, that I believe this is the overarching standard is uh, it's put forth in first Corinthians, uh, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. And I think that's the ultimate thing is no matter how you consume fictional media as long as it does not break any of god's break any of god's laws and anything he set forth for us as a standard the ultimate standard has to be bringing glory to god exactly yeah totally this is a shorter conversation but i i enjoyed it i think it was i think it was important and i think I'm hoping people will enjoy it. If you guys didn't like it, uh, let us know because then we won't do it again. Um, Hit us up on the Insta page. Yes. Yeah. Please, Please, somebody. And let us we know your thoughts. You yeah, we want to hear what you yeah. guys think about this. Your struggles with this or what you've seen in other Christians' lives. Yeah. It's like, this is something that maybe we didn't get to cover in the episode, so maybe we can cover yeah. it in a future episode. Like, 
Yeah, Tell us totally. what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. That's that really is that's part of the reason I, I liked this topic so much. Even though it was shorter for our discussion, I feel like it can spark a longer discussion. And I really would love to see all of your thoughts, all you guys who are listening, um, and hear you know, like Luke said, your struggles, your your highs, your lows, exactly how you've formed your philosophy surrounding this. Um, yeah. So you guys got any other closing thoughts? All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Luke and Landry, for joining us from Texas. Wait, hold on. What, what does Landry have? No? Keep going. All right. You know cool. Where, you know where, all Texas right. Stuff. Sounds good. It's a Texas thing. You yeah, guys, you, you, none of y'all would right. understand. All right. Sounds y'all, good. Y'all would just be offended. It's like putting ranch on pears. Don't worry. Keep going. All right. And literally, as, y'all as, Pears on the ranch. Ranch is good on everything except pears. <laughs> and as fitting with all of our episodes, we have to have one section that is so clearly unscripted. All you right. You clearly enjoy that section, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes. It is one of my favorite sections. All right. Thank You're you welcome. all for joining us. Uh, that, this has been another episode of Taste of One Step Back. I'm going to stop this intro because it's going way too long. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Be sure to join us next week. We have new episodes dropping every Saturday at 12 p.m. Central Time.